Welcome to our brand new podcast that we're doing. It's called I'm Him, an NBA podcast. Uh, and it's just done by two regular guys, one being me, Mark Kaplan, um, and one being my son, Aiden, uh, who's who's how old? 11. 11. Um, and loves basketball, right? Yep. Uh, so I, I have been following the NBA for, I don't know, about 30 years. Um, and I love it. I've always loved it. Um, and I play a little basketball myself, uh, but I never had the height or the skill to make it beyond playing with friends. Um, but that's something I still do. Um, but we're going to talk about the NBA. And we started this mainly because Aiden and I um, talk about the NBA all the time. Just all the time. And it's not because I'm bringing it up. It's because Aiden's bringing it up. So we thought, why not just record it and uh, see how it turns out. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Aiden? Well, I love basketball. Uh, I started playing about like when I was nine, I think. Um, and I don't know. I guess I love the mid range. That's my favorite spot. Okay. But when did you start watching basketball? I mean, you like playing it, but when did you start watching it? It's around the same time. Yeah, around the same time. Like, All right, cool. Okay, so we'll just kick it off. By the way, this podcast is sponsored by nobody right now. It's, we're just doing it for fun. Um, We'll see how that goes. So we have about five things we're going to talk about today. First one is we are going to talk about who we think is going to be the rookie of the year for the 2023-2024 NBA season. Um, we're going to rank the top five or six people. We think the order they're going to finish in rookie of the year. Um, and then we have uh, which rookies we think might make the all-star team. And then we're going to re-rank the 2022 NBA draft based on what we know now. So if we had to draft now, uh, who would we draft and in what order? We'll go through the top 10 picks or so. Uh, and then for the fourth thing, we're going to talk about which teams are taking a step forward, which teams are taking a step back. Um, we got three from the East, three from the West. We'll debate that. And then surprise teams making or missing the playoffs in the upcoming season. So let's kick it off with Rookie of the Year. Who do we think is going to have the the most votes at the end of the season, who's going to be the Rookie of the Year? So just for reference, uh, we, I have the odds right here. So right now, in terms of the odds, as of today, we have the best odds to win Rookie of the Year is Victor Wembanyama, followed by Chet Holmgren, and then Scott Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, Cam Whitmore, um, J Jairus Walker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amen, and then Asore Thompson, in that order, uh, and then we got Sasha Fenzikov, Anthony Black, Taylor Hendricks, and Grady Dick. Um, so that's the order that the odds makers think it'll happen. Uh, you want me to go first on this one, Aiden? Yeah, sure. Okay, so here's what I have. I have, uh, I think it's going to be Scoot Henderson, number one. Chet is going to be number two. Wemby will be three. I'm going to go with Grady Dick for number four, even though he's maybe not had the best uh, summer league. Um, I went with him for the number four. Brandon Miller uh, will be five in my in my calculation. And last, we have Cam Whitmore. So actually, the, the way I did it is I went with, I was thinking people with a lot of NBA-type experience or have shown the ability to play an NBA-style game. I think that Thompson brothers look really good, but I feel like they're unpolished a little bit. Um, and I thought Scoot 
already has a lot of NBA type experience. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I think Scoot's going to do it. Scoot's been in the, in the G League two years and he, I think he's been really impressive. I think his game's really, already looks like it's an NBA style game. I think he's in a good situation where he's going to get a lot of playing time. And so he'll be able to play with those numbers. And I think that's a big thing. Like you have to have not just the skill, but the opportunity. If you're playing, let's say you go join the Nuggets, I don't think you're going to get a lot of playing time, no matter how good you are as a rookie. Um, and you can even look at last year. Keegan Murray had the opportunity to play a lot. Like he played 80 games, and he played 20, 30 minutes a game. So he had the opportunity to do really well. So I think you have to have the skill and the opportunity. So that's why I went with Scoot as number one. Chet, I feel like Chet is um, kind of a question mark. I feel like his games, his game looks great. And I think he's got the ability, but um, he's kind of a question mark. So that, that, those are my top two. Aiden, why don't you tell me your top two? All right, my top two. And why? Two. All right, so number one is uh, Chet Holmgren, mostly because of his defense. Like when he was playing for, I think it was Gonzaga, right? Yep. Yeah, he, he showed glimpses of being a defender, kind of like Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, especially, I mean, he also has a great ball handle for someone who's like seven foot one. Uh, so he's my number one, especially because of his defense. Now I think he's you know a little bit too skinny, especially for seven foot one. But you know I think he kind of fits the modern NBA as like a big who can shoot, who can play defense, dribble the ball pretty well. So that's why he's my number one. Uh, I went with Wemby at number two. I mean I know there's a lot of hype for Wemby because he's like seven foot five or something. Uh, apparently he's supposed to be like KD. I mean, so I don't know. Who knows how tall he really is? I yeah. hear seven foot three, seven foot five, seven foot four. He's tall. Yeah, he's pretty tall. Um, so yeah, I went with him at number two. Now I probably would have gone with him with number one, but I mean, he just hasn't on offense. He's great, but he's gonna have to work, especially on getting to the rim. You know, because he's super big. I mean, he is somebody who's got an opportunity though. Like yeah. Spurs. Finished with, what were they? Uh, they were 22-60, and 60, uh, same as the Rockets last year. The only team worse than that is in the East, the Pistons. Yeah. So he should have an opportunity to play a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number two. Okay. I think he has great defense, though, especially interior D. I think he can maybe, maybe, I mean, he's definitely got great interior D, great at blocking shots. Oh, uh, Scoo Henderson, I was debating to put him at number two, but I just did Wemby at okay. two because, you know. Well, I mean, I think we didn't really look at the odds before this, but the odds are kind of, the odds have Wemby one, Chet two, and Scoot three. So we we have the same. I actually have Wemby number three because I feel like he's a little bit unpolished, and I feel like a lot of the a lot of the clips you see are the clips when he does something amazing, but they're not showing you the times like his first summer league game where he, yeah. you know, bricks everything and looks like he's a little bit lost. So I think he does have that ability to amaze. And I think he's going to show a lot of that, but I think on terms of consistency, he doesn't have the experience. Yeah, he especially needs to develop more, but he's in a great situation. That's know, true. He is. He's giving it a lot of playing greatest time. coaches. That's Greg true. Popovich. That's true. Bunch of young guys. Yeah, no, you're right. He's he's gonna get a lot of playing time, so we'll yeah, have to see how it so turns out. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I went. I'll, I'll go with my um. So we so we have the same, just top three, just in different orders. Yep. 
My four and let's do four, five, and six if you have a four, five, and six. I, I actually do. Okay, well, I'll do mine first. All right, sure. So I actually went a little bit against the odds here. I didn't look at the odds ahead of time, but I went against the odds, and I put Grady Dick as number four. Um, Brandon Miller is five, and Cam Whitmore um, as number six. Um, just for reference, I think we have uh, Cam Whitmore is behind Brandon Miller. So the odds are Wembenyama, Holmgren, Scoot, Brandon, and then Cam. And I have, um, I have, and Grady Dick's actually at the very bottom. He's the one, two, three, 12th. He's the 12th best odds to win. But I went with him with number four. And the reason is, I remember watching him in college, he's got a great shot. And that's something that, you know, in the NBA, you're going to get, you're going to get your shot off. And so I feel like he, he's going to be on the Raptors, or he is on the Raptors, I should say. Um, yeah, so he's on the Raptors, unless he gets traded. He'll be on the Raptors, and he's going to get a lot of shots there, because the Raptors are not going to be that great. I feel like, I, I think he's like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, yeah, he's tall. He's, he's, he's got a really good NBA game. He, he's like... NBA-ready game, which is why he was drafted. He's a shooting guard. Um, I, don't do, I don't think the Raptors have many shooting guards. No. So he should definitely have the opportunity. Yeah. I went with Brandon Miller next. Uh, I'm just unsure about Brandon Miller. I've seen him. He looks he looks good, but to me, like nothing jumps off the page. Doesn't look that exceptional, you know. Um, doesn't look like a rookie of the year to me, just based on his game. His game is kind of solid, yeah. but maybe not super exciting. NBA kind of reminds me of Rube, uh, like kind of reminds me of like a uh, Rudy Gay kind of kind of player, you know, sort of like. I feel like Rudy Gay was a little bit more of a slasher. Maybe, maybe I've seen Brandon slash. Yeah, but he's much better, you know, getting the shot off, you know. But I, I say, he's probably got to work on. I think he's already has a good jump shot, so I said mostly he just got to facilitate for his team. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, um, and then Cam Whitmore. I, I felt like just his experience in college. Um, and just kind of the player he is really fits the NBA mold really well. So I think he's going to be a really good, a really good piece. You could say maybe he doesn't look like the rookie of the year kind of candidate either. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Aiden, tell me your, your four five and six. All right. Well, my, for my four, here's where I went a little bit. I don't know. I say most people don't have the same list as me, but I went with my four. This is a little bit surprising. What's his name? Masar Thompson. Yeah. That guy. Okay. Um, and I, like, if you guys have seen the highlight where he, like, jumps back up, gets the pullback, and dunks, that's pretty cool, I think. I mean, he's definitely got defensive talent more than offense. Um, my biggest concern with him is his jump shot. That's, like, I mean, he's got, he's not consistent, but he's not terrible. Okay. And you know Eamon Thompson has better odds right now. I mean, at yeah. least according yeah. to the odds makers, which, you know, a lot of times they don't know what they're talking about, but... Um, well, yeah, the, right now, that's that's what it looks like. Yeah, the reason I was debating to put um, his brother at four, but I decided not to just because uh, Asar has a bigger, well, he has a bigger advantage with defense, so that's why. Yeah, one's on the Pistons, one's on the Rockets. I don't know which situation is better. I feel like it's better with the Pistons because they have less guards. They have like tons of big men. Okay. Meanwhile, the Rockets have more guards than centers, so. Okay, and then who uh, are, did you put? Then did you put um, Amen next, or who, who, no, who's your fifth? I, uh, 
Brandon Miller. Okay. Just because he's... My a, fifth, too? Yep, Brandon Miller. So I think he's got a super, you know, smooth jump shot. But, I don't know. That, I... That, that, that was tough for me because, like, I really want to put a man, but just because just Brandon Miller's got a better jump shot, that's why I put him there. Okay. Um, yeah, that's basically his biggest perk is that he has a jump shot. I mean, some guys don't have that. That's true. Yeah. Some guys come to the league, you know, and they need to work on their jump shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's why. Okay, who do you have sixth? Sixth, amen. Okay. So two Thompson brothers. Yep. I put no Thompson brothers. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll see. We'll have to revisit this at the end of the year and All see right. what, and, and see who gets the most votes. You but. know, maybe, maybe it will be a big shocker. Maybe it won't be anyone on our list. It's possible. It's possible. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I, maybe this, we'll talk a little bit about it in a future podcast. Um, but I, I think that it's likely it'll be Scoot, Chet, or Wemby. Who actually wins it? I mean, they have the best odds. Yeah. They're all in pretty good situations. Yep. Um, we'll have to see what happens with Damian Lillard and what that means for Scoot Henderson. I mean, but. I think Scoot, I mean, I think he wants to play with Dame, but he also doesn't because if Dame's playing, he's not going to get as much time. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, that you have someone like Anthony Simon, yeah. uh, you have, what's his name, Shady Sharp. Yeah. You have Damian Lillard. Those are both, all three of those guys are guards. So. Yeah. That's true. But, you know, we talk about positionless basketball also where well, I mean, doesn't matter as much. Shaden Sharp, I guess he could play with power forward. And that guy's so athletic. He's like a 49, 49 short or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well, we, this is kind of a little bit related, but I thought this would be a quicker one. Let's talk about which rookies you think might make the all-star team. I think it's probably, you know, going to be the same order that we have rookie of the year. But but there, there, are, difference, there are differences in just winning an award. Or being high up there in the award standings versus actually making the all-star team, which has a fan component. Um, fans are voting for it. So I think a lot of times you get a player who maybe doesn't deserve to be there, but the fans love that player. And to me, I'll just start off and say, Wemby is going to be in the all-star game because of all the hype. But and there's going to be more hype. You know, anytime there's anything, anything that's like, I've never seen that before, people are... Their heads explode because they've never seen anybody that's that tall do anything like that before. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna be on social media. Everybody's gonna see it, and people are gonna go crazy about it. So I think he's gonna have a lot of fan support. If he gets injured, that's it. Or if the Spurs are too cautious about him, if they. If, How would the Spurs be too cautious? Like only play him fifteen minutes a game or something? Yeah, if he doesn't get enough time, or if they they're scared he'll get injured. That's the yeah. only concern. Well, that's a good point because I mean the injury history of guys. Seven. Four and above. Just even seven, one and above isn't great. Like, someone like Porzingis, Yao Ming. Yeah. Those guys. I mean, look at Embiid. I mean, Embiid. Yeah, he, he suffered some big injuries. I think. What and I think you can't like, compare it to Kareem. Because, because Kareem played in a different era of the game where there wasn't as much. Yeah. He didn't need to shoot. He didn't need to shoot. He took his shots from outside, Still kind of hook. above everybody's head with one hand. So he didn't have to do a lot of that slashing type stuff. Um, so, yeah. That's a good point. They could be cautious, but I just think any kind of thing that he does with the playing time that people haven't back. seen before, I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about Wemby. Yeah. Anything he does is gonna just be it's gonna make people go crazy for him, and he's gonna get a lot of fan support. So I I have Wemby. I have, I have Chet next most likely, um, and then I have Grady Dick again. I think that I think that shooting ability, that shooting ability, 
gets people excited. So I think I think if he is an op- if he has an opportunity to shoot, and he he's shoots the way he should, um, he he has a possibility. And then I think Scoot. I even though I have Scoot as a rookie of the year, I kind of think Scoot's less likely to make the All Star team just because I feel like the things he can do are solid and impressive and look good on the stat sheet, but maybe don't look as like amazing on the highlight reel. Um, okay. You know, so that's 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 what I think. Who, who do you think is most likely okay, to so make? I sort of disagree with you, okay. especially on Grady Dick. I know he has a good jump shot, but you you can't only have a jump shot, so that's I why I disagree. Ladies love the long ball. That's 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 true. All right. So wait, this is the All Star team. This is like who's the most? So rookies don't make the All Star team that frequently. Yep. Just get voted in. Um, so who's most likely? All right. Well, well, and, and 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 maybe it's nobody. Maybe nobody makes okay, it. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I personally don't think anyone's going to be. The only one I think is going to be Whammy, by the way. And maybe Chet, but let's see. And I don't think anyone is. I mean, I, this draft class was very hyped up. True. I mean, yeah, but I just don't see anyone making the All-Star team. I mean, it's not it's not that they're lacking talent. Not many dudes make the, all, um, the All-Star team, especially in their rookie season. Right. LeBron didn't either. That's true. So... So you don't think it's going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen, but if we were to rank them, it's Wemby, Scoot, Chet. That's my top three. Okay. Those dudes. Okay. I think that's good enough. I mean, yeah. I, I I chose four, but I think Wemby's going to make I I think Wemby's going to make the All-Star yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. That's he, my prediction. He's going to make it. If he gets injured, he won't make it, of course. But like, Zion made it. <laughs> in, well, unless unless he gets injured like right before the All-Star game. Um so we'll see, we'll see, but but I think Wemby's gonna make it. I think he's the only one that's gonna make it. But but that's that's the order. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so the next thing that we have is re-rank the 2022 NBA draft. I'm just gonna read out. I'm well, gonna look at that. What's that? I'm gonna need to look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bring up the list. Um, so I have the list right here. So we have, uh, 2022 NBA draft. So the the order that it was actually drafted is, Paulo, Chet, Jabari Smith Jr. Is three Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, Benedict Matherin. I just want to call him Benny Maddie. Sounds nice. I don't, that's probably not a nickname anybody uses, but I'm starting that nickname Benny Maddie. All right. Um, Shaden Sharp, then Dyson Daniels, Jeremy Sohan. Sohan. Yeah. Sohan. Thank you. Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis. He's like on the Wizards. He's right? on the Wizards, yeah. But but I mean I, I haven't heard I, much. How do you say the next one? Usamane Dang? Don't even know who that is, though. Okay, all right. Um, he's on oh, the Knicks. wait. Theory. Okay, never mind. Jalen Williams, Jalen Duran, Ochai Adabaji. Wait, 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 what team is he on? He's on the Cavs. Oh. oh or the Cavs he's, drafted him. No, no, say. He's, he's on the Jazz. Mark Williams, who you and I have talked about before. He's efficient. He's efficient. He is. AJ Griffin. Uh, I don't know if you need to go through this. Is there anybody else that stands out? Christian Brown. Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler is number 22. Who else? Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Ooh. We're both Warriors fans, although we're just NBA fans in general. So Patrick Baldwin Jr. was number 28. And he got spot um, traded. He's already been traded, yeah. Anybody else? Um, I think it's probably enough yep. for us to talk about. Are we ready to rank? Here, I'll, I'll I'll give you this. Do you do you, do you want to see it? Uh, I can just no. We we can start. We also have everybody's. We have everybody's scoring numbers here and efficiency numbers to to look at. So, um, 
while you look at that, I'm just going to tell you mine. So, I know you have your list in your head too, Aiden, but I, I'll, I'll tell you mine. Because I had to, yeah, you, you know, can you consume more NBA actually than I do. NBA stats and media, so you just know it better than I do. So we got, I have, if I were drafting again, I have to take something away from Chet. Even though I think very highly of him, he just hasn't played. So I think when you're thinking about drafting and what the right order is, I think you have to think about their potential, but also what they've contributed, what they've shown they can contribute. And it's possible you come back here next year or two years, three years from now, and you re-rank this draft and you get a completely different order. Because a lot of these players are only 20 now or 21 or whatever. And so they're going to keep developing. But the rule is that we're doing now is you just do it based on what you know now about what they've done and what their potential is. So for me, I have Paolo's number one. I went with Keegan Murray number two. And we'll talk about that. Um, no, I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. Benedict Matherin, Benny Maddie. Um, I have him number three, Ivy number four, Kessler number five. I put Chet as six, just because again I, I think he's going to be a great player, but he hasn't shown it yet. Uh, Sharp, Sh um, Shane Sharp number seven. He stays. What's that? He stays where he was drafted. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, Mark Williams, I put number eight. Jalen Duran number. Nine, and then Jalen Williams, number 10. Jalen with the E, not with the I. Because <laughs> there's two Jalen Williams in this draft. Uh, this is Jalen with the E. So that's the order I went with. Um, why don't you tell me your order? Uh, and we can talk about it. Number one, it's kind of a no-brainer for me. Paulo. Why Paulo? Paulo, well, especially, he was, he's just built for the NBA. He's like, what, 6'10", 6'11". He's 250. He's a great rebounder. He's also great at blocking shots and you know he's got a decent jump shot and by the way he's number eighth on on nba's player efficiency ratings mm. all right so number two this was kind of like i you know i'm putting i'm gonna put chat even though he hasn't played okay yet i still think that the way that he's gonna affect the oklahoma city thunder positively with his defense that's gonna you know do something but what makes you think that well, he's already, you know, he's already shown glimpses of being a top five defender in okay. a couple years. That's why I put him at two. Okay, so let's just go through our, our, our number one, number two, real quickly. So you have Paulo, I have Paulo. Paulo scored twenty points, exactly twenty point zero points. Had six point nine rebounds and three point seven assists in the season. Um, I mean, that's those are the numbers. Like I said, he's eighth in efficiency. Um, Looking, he's he's in last year, his first year, he was. 40, almost 43% from the field. Not great. So-so. I mean, not bad. Um, he played 30, almost 34 minutes a game. So he had a lot of opportunity to score. So he scored 20 points in 34 minutes. I mean, that's good. That's There's no getting around that's good. He shot just less than 30% from three. So I think that's an area he needs to work on. Um, so I think efficiency-wise... Not the not the best. Efficient. Not the most efficient. But I mean, he's a rookie also. And I think he's shown lots of flashes of becoming that way. a little bit, but... He's up a little bit. I, you said his defense is good, right? I think yeah, his defense he, he, is, is especially good. Especially blocking shots. Yeah, so he's got that height. Fast break. He's got pretty good ball handling skills, I think. He was pretty, him. also, I think something you need to look at with rookies that have the opportunity is how durable they have been in their first season. And when we're looking to draft, Paulo played 72 games. So pretty durable overall. The reason that I have, I understand why you put Chet number two, just based on basically potential and what you've seen yeah. maybe in Summer League. But I, I put the reason I put um, Keegan Murray is because, well, okay, so Keegan Murray played 80 games. He played 80 games in the season. 
80 out of 81. Two, right? 81. Oh. 82 games is NHL? No, I don't know. Anyway, he played 81 games. Oh, 82, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 81 is maybe NHL. Hockey. I don't know. Hockey. So, 82, you're right. Sorry. My mistake. He played 80 out of 82 games. Um, his stats are he scored 12 points a game, 12.2 points a game in 20, in 30 minutes. But he shot 41% from three. There's not a lot of guys that especially take... Especially young dudes. Especially young dudes, but also he shot um, 41% from three on not a small number of attempts. He actually attempted... Uh, five hundred one three point three pointers in the season. That's a lot. Um, that's I I haven't looked, but that's definitely up there in terms of rookies. It looks like he's the number. He has the most three point shot attempts of rookies, and he shot forty one percent. So that's good. You know, a lot of guys get have high three point percentage, but they're only shooting wide open yeah. threes. He's actually not. So so I, mean, I think he's a big reason the Kings made the playoffs and did so well last season. So I think there's that, um, and that's why I put him as two. He's proven in his first year that he is an NBA player um, in the mold of like, you know, an Otto Porter Jr. type player, outside shooter with height who can play defense. Um, I'm sure there's probably a better comparable than that, but to me, he's shown he's just a really valuable NBA player. Um, and if you look at efficiency numbers, um, where is he? He is at 14 in efficiency. Um, I think it's probably because not as many, like I said, he's playing 30 minutes a game and only scoring 12 points, but that's probably because he's got Sabonis, Darren Fox, other players around him. So I'm sure he could score more if, if he needed to. Yeah. So that's me too. I guess we don't need to talk about, All right. we don't really need to talk about Chet probably because Chet, we just have to see. You uh -huh. have him as number two. I have his number six. Um, we'll have to see. All right, I'm going to go now. Okay. Go, go with your three and four. All right. Three. Um, three, okay. I actually took Walker Kessler. Okay. And my three. Okay, why? Well, obviously, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but he can't really shoot, so that's kind of... <laughs> can't really shoot. That, that's kind of negative. Before, he, before he you go, before you go, hold on one second. Let me just, let me just go through his stats, okay? Just, just for, okay. just for sort of reference. So we, he averaged nine points a game. He averaged 8.4 rebounds a game. Um, he averaged about one assist a game. And he shot 33% from three on how many attempts? How many attempts do you think? Like three, four. There you go. You nailed it. Three attempts. Three attempts. So he's one out of three. So, okay, I don't know. We'll have to give him more, more opportunities and see and see, um, uh, see he, how I he can shoot. I think he fits the jazz. Especially with marketing. He can set marketing up. Sure. Centers don't really do that. Um, but he actually is number one on the efficiency ratings. Yeah, that's so why he's up. in twenty in twenty three minutes a game. He's averaging, um, he's averaging you know close to ten points a game, um, and close to basically eight. So he's so he's averaging ten and eight in only twenty minutes. Pretty efficient. Doesn't turn the ball over. But like you said, he's not an outside shooter. He's yeah. kind of choosing him. So so why so why is he number three for you? I know I don't want to keep bringing up defense, but that's the reason. Also, rebounding. You can average eight rebounds in 20 minutes, and you're seven feet tall. Not many dudes do that in the current NBA. You know, most of them aren't as tall as, like, seven feet. So, that's why I put him there. Okay. Um, so, and I think I had him at fifth. 
Yeah, I think I had him at fifth. So I, I, I agree with you. I, I think he's up there. I went with Matherin for, for, for my third, like I said before. Just because he... I remember the day he was drafted. He, he thought he should be number one, and he has a ton of confidence in himself. Um, he is just a scorer. That's he can just score the ball. Um, I haven't looked closely at his defense, but, he, man, he, he, he can score. I think he needs to improve his three-point percentage. He's 23% oh, from three. Wow. Sorry, 32% from three. Oh, <laughs> Not that bad, sorry. 32% from three. Um, he's shooting 43% from the field. Uh, he's averaging four assists a game. Sorry, he's having four rebounds a game and one and a half assists a game. Um, he played in 78 games, so I think he's shown he's reliable. Um, but I just love the way he scores and his his mentality of attacking the basket. So I think you need that. You need that. Any any team could use that. You know, you need a bucket. He's a guy. He's a guy who gets you a bucket when you yeah. need it. So that's why I had him third. Um, I'll go with my fourth, and you tell me your fourth. I went with Ivy because you know Ivy's on the Pistons. Um, in terms of efficiency, he's... Uh, where is he? I'm trying to find him. I don't see him on the efficiency stats. That's that's not a good sign. But um, I will say, in terms of just his box numbers, he averages he averaged uh, 16, roughly 16 points a game, four rebounds, five assists. Those are great numbers, I think, for... For a rookie, for a guard, he's shooting uh, 43%, 34% from three, um, 41% from the field. I just think somebody who can handle the ball, he's 20 years old, somebody who can handle the ball. Um, he's shown he has durability. He's got 74, he played 74 games last year. Um, I think he is a point guard who you could build build your team around. So I, I, I feel like he's got that. He's shown us that he's a good ball handler. He can kind of run the offense. Um, he's playing with a bunch of young guys there. And the Pistons didn't win a lot of games, but they did look good on, on occasions. I remember they beat the Warriors um, <laughs> when they played them once. So they, they won like nine games, right? No, they won more than that, I think, didn't they? I don't know. We, sure. we, we have that here. Uh, Pistons won 17. Oh, okay. I was kind of close. Uh, yeah, I... But I mean, they definitely weren't about winning, um, yeah. and in fact, they could have had a better draft pick than they got. They got they dropped down to what eighth or so, and they got a Sore Thompson. Yeah. You know, they 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 could have got a, a higher draft pick. Sorry, they didn't get a Sore Thompson. That was last year. Wait, no, this that was this year. That was this year. Sorry. Wait, where's where's the where's the draft list? I have it somewhere. Um, I think you have it here. Oh. Let's see. They drafted. Oh, they drafted fifth. Yeah. Oh, they got Ivy. That was last year, and then this year they drafted fifth also. also fifth and got Sora Thompson. Okay. So that yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Is it my turn for fourth? Yeah. Who who's your fourth? Uh, Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. Okay. We talked about him already. Yep. I don't think we need to talk more about him. So you have him fourth. Yep. I I had Kessler for my fifth. Yeah. Should I do my fifth? Uh yeah. Who's your fifth? All right. My fifth is Benedict Matherin. He's, okay. Wait. Did he win? No. We talked about him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. And. Explosiveness. I have Walker Kessler as my fifth. I have Chet as my sixth. We All talked right. about Chet already. Yep. Who's who's, who's your sixth? Wait, let me look at this thing. Hold up. You need the draft list? Yep. 
There's 2022 on the, on the left side. Yeah, I know. All right, let me see. So sixth is Shaden Sharp. Okay. I mean, I was going to put him seven, but... Uh, I mean, he he has a 49-inch vertical. He can get putbacks, jump so much higher, even than someone who's much taller than him. So I think he's definitely great at getting rebounds because he, well, he has like, springs in his shoes. That's what it feels like. Yeah, that's why. I say he's pretty good for mid-range. He's 17th on on the efficiency ratings. Yeah. Um, but in terms of in terms of his box numbers, he actually played 80 games, so he's shown that he's durable. 10 points a game, 9.9, three rebounds. I think he could get more assists. He's got 1.2 assists, so well, in in 22 minutes. He, he kind of got benched in the beginning of the season because Damian Lillard, but they shut Damian Lillard down, and then he started averaging like eight, uh, 15 points a game. But you say he got benched. He he just came off the bench. Yeah. He came off the bench. Um, he shot 36% from three. That's a good sign. That's that's reasonable. 47% from the field. Yeah, he's pretty good from mid range. He's not terrible from three. Yeah, so I actually had him uh, for my seventh. Mm, you had him sixth, yeah. right? Yep. I had him seventh. I think that makes sense. All right, my seventh. Who's your seven? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jaden Ivy. Okay, when we talked about Ivy. Yep. Uh, for my eighth, I have Mark Williams. I know we. T- I know we. T- that might not be a popular choice for number eight to draft. Yeah. So he was actually drafted. Where Where was he drafted? Fifteen, right? He was. Really I think he was fifteenth. While you look, um, um, 15th. Yes, he so actually he, was. He was 15th. I, I put him eighth if you rank him. He is number two in efficiency. He only played 43 games. Um, I was watching some 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 video of him yesterday though, and I think he looks really impressive on the boards, especially like you said before. Being able to get boards is is really important in the NBA, especially now with so many outside shots. And yeah. he just has a nose for getting the ball. Like he knows where it's going to go. He. Has he's good at boxing out. Um, I feel like he's like going to be a really good solid double double guy in the future, a really valuable person to have. Um, so he's twenty one. He like I said, he played in forty three games. Um, he averaged nine points a game, seven rebounds, uh, and he shot. What did he shoot from the field? Um, where do I have it? I have it somewhere. So he actually shot, I, I, I didn't believe it, but he was, his field goal percentage was actually 63%. So he's shooting 63%. I looked at that number, it didn't look right. That's because he's shooting mostly around the basket. Um, but I just felt like, He's shown the ability to be a solid double-double guy in the future, which is somebody you need on your team. So so that's why I went with him. Who's your eighth? Eighth. Oh, let me look. What's his name? Jabari Smith okay. Jr. What's he like? He's from... Where's he from? Auburn. Jabari Smith. I don't remember where he went. Yeah, Um. he's like 6'10", right? Something he's drafted like by Houston. Yeah, 6'10". Yeah. So, I don't think he should have gone three. I think, you know, he, he, he should have gone top ten because he's talented, especially for someone who's 6'10". Okay. He's a little bit like Paulo, not defensive-wise. He's number 20 on efficiency, by the way. Yeah, I know. But, in I mean, this is Summer League, but this year's Summer League, he was great for the Rockets. But okay. I'm not going to base it off Summer League. I haven't really watched him play that much. I watched him play a little bit. Well, that's because he played for Houston. Nobody watched yeah, it very much. I know. Houston was pretty... Bad. Yeah. 
Um, that's why I have an eight. I okay. Yeah. Um. I was just going to quickly go through his, his stats. In terms of scoring, he's actually the number six scorer from rookies. He scored 12 points, averaged uh, seven rebounds, or 12.8, so roughly 13 points, seven rebounds a game. Um, he played 79 games. Again, he's got that durability. Uh, he actually did take some threes. Um, he attempted 73. No, sorry. He attempted... How many did he attempt? Jabari Smith, 120, 120, no, he attempted 391 threes. That's a lot. That's more than I expected. Um, and made 120. So he, he shot about 30%, 31% roughly, and 40% overall from the field. So not very efficient scoring. Um, but again, it's, it's in Houston, so I don't think you're expecting efficiency right now from them. So with number nine, um, I went with Jalen Duran. Um... And the reason is, uh, again, his efficiency. He's he's the fourth, uh, number four in efficiency numbers, uh, and um, showed he's relatively durable. Sixty-seven games, he had nine points a game, nine rebounds a game, one assist a game. So, again, another another double double type guy who can just get you, you know, ten plus points, ten plus rebounds a game. Um, so that's why I had him ninth. Who's your ninth, Aiden? Um, uh, my ninth is the same as you, Jalen. Okay. Okay, good. So we agree there. Tenth, I had Jalen Williams. Um, Jalen with an E, not an I. Mm -hmm. uh, and he... Oh, I, I forgot about him. What, Jalen Williams? Yeah. Darn it. Well, would you, would you have swapped them, nine and ten? Yeah, probably. Well, I think nine and ten, it's kind of hard. They're, I mean, they're well, roughly I, the same. I, I have, like, I, I'm not. I kind of want to have an eleven, but no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. So, so we have uh, very similar stats. Um... In terms of, he's he's more of a scorer, less of a rebounder, but you know, he's efficient. He's he's the number five most efficient player in the rookie class, according to ESPN's PER. Uh, but in terms of numbers, box score type numbers, um, he, he you know he's shown he's a scorer. He scores fourteen point one points a game. He played seventy five games. Uh, he's averaging four assists and three re three rebounds. So he's somebody who can get you buckets. Decent number of rebounds. You know, he's he, he can pass the ball. So um, that's our top ten. And it, we're pretty close. We went to Santa Clara. That's important, too. Yep. Local guy. Okay, so we got our top ten picks in. I think we had a lot of similarities. Yep. You have Chet higher than I do, but I can understand why. He's yep. got a lot of potential. Okay, so for the next thing. So we have two things left. We have um, which teams are make, taking a step forward and taking a step back, and then which surprise team is making and missing the playoffs. So... Um, uh, so taking a step forward and taking a step back. The rules here are for taking a step forward doesn't mean you have to make the playoffs necessarily if you miss the playoffs, but you should have a significant improvement. You should be close to it um, if you miss the playoffs. If you're taking a step forward, maybe you were the eighth seed and you're going to be the third seed next year. Something like the Kings. Right? The Kings took a huge step forward, I think, even though they got eliminated by the Warriors in the first round. Like, you can, they can't argue. They seven. They took a huge step forward. Exactly. They forced a game seven. I guess the Warriors forced the game seven, didn't they? Oh, yeah. But still. They, they, they took the Warriors to seven games. They had a game at home to win win the series. And the I think was clutch. I, the Curry was clutch. But I think the Kings just looked impressive all season. They were the third seed. Mm. Um, and yeah, especially from De'Aaron Fox. Well, yeah, that was a huge step forward for him. Yeah. Um, but as we talked about, I think Keegan, Keegan King Murray is a huge part of that, too. Yeah. Okay, so teams taking a step forward. I had I picked three from the West, three from the East. 
um, teams taking a step forward, I think number one would be the Thunder. For the reasons that we kind of, I mean, for Chet. I mean, Chet's Chet, there, Chet's healthy. Imagine Jalen Williams, but I mean, I think that team is just. I mean, especially Shea, uh, like, probably going to average like near 30 points a game. Me averaged 30 points a game last season. Yeah. So um, Shea, if Shea takes another step forward, he's no. one of those kind of, his game is just, you can't really stop it. You just have to nod your head a little bit. He can just get to his spot, shoot a mid-range, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you know, also Josh Giddy setting all those three guys up. Great passer. Great passer. Good slasher, too. Josh Giddy's great. Um, and like like you said, Shea Shea Gildish Alexander is just, he's got the height. He's got the ball handling skills. He's pretty hard to stop. So I have them as, as number one. They're going to take the biggest step forward. I, I could see them being I could see them being a three or four seed, yeah, even in the West. Four seed. Jazz, I really, I like their team. I like the picks they've made. I think the Jazz missed the playoffs last year. Um, the Jazz... But the Jazz can really take take a step forward this year. I know the West is tough. The way the Jazz started off last season was really impressive. I think they woke up and realized they want to get a good draft pick, so they started losing games maybe. But um, they started off. People were surprised with them. Yeah, especially with marketing. You know, people thought he was a bust. He, went, he was just, like, set up in the right situation. Then marketing was so impressive. I mean, I he's just... I think he came also came last year in better shape than I've ever seen him, and he just... Uh, he's a great shooter. Seven footer. Can do everything. Yeah. So uh, I have the Jazz, and then I have the Pelicans. That is really contingent upon Zion. health. Williams. Zion, but Zion, when he's played, has looked very impressive. And by all indications, he's worked really hard in training in the summer. Um, saw a picture. He looks looks well, good. Yeah, super. Super buff. I mean, he's he's always been. A physical specimen, but I think he just needed to get more of an NBA body. Mm-hmm. I hope he's headed in that direction because I I know it's going to help him stay healthy, because you know eighty two games is just a it's a grind, um, and it takes a big toll on your body. And that's why you see a lot of these players, especially over the last you know five or six years, really tailor their bodies for the NBA season. They actually, get a little lighter. Um, the lighter you are, the less less you're going to get injured. Well, I mean, just the less stress it is on your joints and, and things like that. So I, I hope I hope he's headed in that direction. Mm-hmm. And um, if Bi continues, Brandon Ingram, if he he's continues, just, he's another he's another guy. You just t- t- have to nod your head. He just gets to a spot, takes a shot. You can't do anything about it, really. I don't even think the Lakers should have traded him for Anthony. No, Davis. man. What would the Lakers have been if they hadn't made some of the trades they made? I don't know. They did win a championship out of it in the bubble, but still, some like some of those guys like Kuzma and. But he did, he did and, demand a trade. He didn't want to play in New Orleans anymore. AD. So. Yeah, I know. I know. But it didn't mean the Lakers had to take him. They, they didn't want him to fall to another team. So I understand where they went, but Brandon Ingram's developed now. He's been on Team USA. He's been playing great. Okay. All right. So on your step forward list, do you have any different team? Um, My step forward? Yeah, your top top Thunder. three on the West. I got Thunder, obviously. Thunder, okay. All right. Um... That, that's kind of tough because there's so many teams that like I want to say take a step forward, but they've already been good enough and they're already in the playoffs. So let me think of teams that barely missed. I can only think of Eastern Conference teams. Well, that's the thing. The Western Conference is hard. Everybody says every year the Western Conference is going to be tough, but um, it is. It is tough. I actually. They don't have think, to miss the playoffs. I think it's going to be not the Mavericks. No. 
You think Mavericks? No, Kyrie's gonna. Kyrie might be gone in like the trade deadline. Okay. All right, we'll uh, see. He, he wants his money, and he's probably just gonna leave. Okay. I say the Timberwolves. Now they they barely made the playoffs. I mean, I I think they could maybe get something if they trade Cat Carl Anthony Towns, because he still has value. Mm-hmm. He just can't really. He's not the best defender, and usually big dudes like they can shoot. If they can play defense, that gives them much more value. And you know that the fact that he's not the greatest, I think that they should maybe trade him. I mean, you already have Rudy Gobert. Okay. Um, but Anthony Edwards, that's that's how I think they're gonna take a step forward. I mean, he's unstoppable in my opinion. Okay, so yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. So so you think you think that the um, T Wolves are gonna take a step forward? Yeah, I think they're yeah. they're not gonna be a playing team. That's funny because I haven't taken a step back. Yeah, well, yeah, I, that's me. I, I, I mean, you might be. I think your your opinion is the more popular opinion. Like more people think they're going to take a step forward. It's just with the T Wolves, it never seems to happen. Yeah, they find like, a way to just mess it up, and I don't know how they're going to do it this time. I but think, I just feel like it, you know, it's just going to happen again. Yeah, I think that actually could have been good if they didn't. Well, like give like what five first round picks for Rudy Gobert. Well, yeah, that was just that was just stupid. Yeah, I mean, people said at the time. At the time, they said this is a terrible trade. So, and now he's he's not even playing well on defense. Yeah, yeah. And I think Rudy won what two Defensive Player of the Year awards? Three, I think. Really? Yep. So he he's a good defender. I'm not sure how good he is on the perimeter, which is great more important today. Great interior D. Yeah, great interior D. So, um, I actually am taking a step back because of some of those things you mentioned. Yeah. Like they use all those draft picks, and Anthony Edwards is unstoppable, but you need more than you, one player. They have Mike Conley. He's kind of aging though. He's so. yeah, Mike Conley's a little older for sure. Yep. Um, I have, so, so okay. So you your step forward list is you you have the T wolves taking the, the Thunder T wolves and and let me look at this list. Hold up. Um, I say Spurs. No, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. Okay, well, but they have to. They just have to be better than twenty two and sixty, and they take a step forward. <laughs> so yes. or maybe if they're say you know they win five more games. So if they're yeah. if they're if they win twenty seven games, I would say that's a step forward. Yeah, because the, the Spurs they have Wemby, they also have you know I think Jeremy Sohan, I think he's a pretty good defender. Devin Vassell was pretty good this season. Okay. So I think if you have a bunch of young guys, you you know you can develop them, and that's why I think they're just gonna get better and better. We'll see. Um, right now they have Peking. the second worst odds to make the playoffs behind the Wizards. Yep. So the we'll Wizards. see. I don't think the I don't think the Spurs are making playoffs, but I do think they are definitely going to get better. Okay, okay, that's reasonable. Um, let's talk about in the West taking a step back. Like I said, I have the T Wolves. I have the Lakers and the Clippers as as the other two. Again, okay. might not be the most popular opinion there, but I feel like I feel like LeBron's still LeBron, of course, but he started looking different, really different to me for the first time last year in the playoffs. Especially. In the playoffs, and I just think it's it's a toll on him. Um, Anthony Davis, you never know what's going to happen with his injury history. I mean, he's he's averaged like 30 points in the playoffs. Anthony Davis is amazing when he's healthy, but he just it's rare that he's healthy. It just seems like it's rare. Every time he falls down, I feel like he's going to be out for the season. And maybe he's not, but that's just the feeling I get every time he falls down. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't get injured super easy, but when he gets injured, it, it can either be like, you know, two months or it can be really long. You're right. So that's the problem. I mean, he has had a little bit of bad luck with injuries, but he's not the most efficient dude, especially because of injuries. So that's why I have them, and I basically, for the same reason, have the Clippers. 
There were some people that were saying the Clippers were going to make it to the finals last year. I never believed that just because you have to have a motivated and healthy Kawhi. You have to have... I think you're always going to have a motivated Paul George. Paul George is like a great team guy. Russell Westbrook is another guy who is just lightning in a bottle all the time. Yep, pumps the team up. Definitely. Uh, You know, I I know... I mean, he was was playing great in the playoffs. He was, he was. I mean, Russell Westbrook has... I think there's a lot of Russell Westbrook slander out there yeah, that he's cool. not he's not whatever, but he's obviously a Hall of Fame player. I think he still has it too. He does have that. He does some head scratching things often, but I think he's still a guy in the right in the right spots you want on your team um, in the in the right situations. But I feel like the combination of of those three guys and age and team chemistry could present a challenge. So that's why I have them as as, um, as taking a step back. So you, who's your t- taking a step back, Aiden? Taking a step back. All right. I'm going... So they're going to win probably five less games than they won this, this year. I'm going with the Kings. And I know you said they're great. They are great now. It's just the Western Conference has got better. And they're kind of running with the same thing. Okay. So I still see them making the playoffs. I just don't see them being, you know, what were they, a three seed. I think they're going to be more of like a five, six seed, something okay. like that. Um, and let me look at this list. This is tough. I, I'm debating the Lakers or the Clippers. Because I'm, you know, I'm going to go with the Lakers. I know the Clippers, you know, Paul George was injured for basically like more than half the season. Kawhi was great. Just he only played like two games in the playoffs, right? Something like that. Yeah, that's why I say the Clippers, and then, this is tough. I don't want to say Denver, because they are champions. Sure. But I just, I don't see them going back-to-back. So you think you think maybe they'll finish, like, with 50-something wins and not 63? Yeah. They I had, think that's reasonable. They had 63 wins. I, I, th- I think that's a good call, actually, because... They had 53 we... wins. What's that? They had 53 wins. Oh, my mistake. 53 wins. Yeah, 60, 60 would be pretty impressive. Yeah. So maybe they'll win 40-something games. Yeah. I think um, they're making the playoffs, though. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I think that, as we saw with the Warriors, too, there's a championship hangover. You're playing all the way through June. Don't get a lot of time off. The NBA season's long. Uh, it's definitely possible. MLB, but... That's true. I mean, you, you, you have a lot of good, really good young players. We have San Jose's own Aaron Gordon with, with, with the Nuggets. Um, you have Jokic, of course. Who's you know the best player in the NBA right now? I don't think many people would argue with that. Yep. Maybe some people would, but Fox I, but fans though. Maybe, but anyway, we'll 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 see that for a different time. But uh, that team's good, but I could see them taking a step back. Yeah. Especially because they kind of put it on cruise control towards the end of last year. They didn't really push it. You know, yeah, yeah. people were questioning them like, are the Nuggets for real? They're gonna lose in the first round or second round or whatever. Because they didn't finish the end of the season that great. But um, Jokic, Jamal Murray, and you also put Michael Porter Jr. You have so many great, like, you have, of course, everything needs a superstar to win a championship. Yeah. Um, You need a, a good player, someone like Jamal Murray. Okay. And you need role players, and they, yeah, have, yeah. they have all of that. That's true. They do have all that. So, I mean, they're going to be a good team, but, yeah. but you feel like maybe they'll take a step back. Yes. Neither of us talked about the Grizzly. Memphis Grizzly. Oh, okay. Grizzly or Grizzlies? Grizzlies? Is it one Grizzly or is it? No, it's Grizzlies. Grizzlies, okay. All right. I, John Morant, obviously, he's gone for 25 games for, you know, you know what he did. I know what he did. Um, I think their defense is going to be 
it, it's gonna be good because you have a good primary defender, well, probably a great Marcus Smart, and you have the best defender, well, the second best defender in my opinion. I think Giannis is the best currently. So but you talk about Triple J? Yeah, who won DPY? Yeah. Um, I think they have great defense. You know, uh, also Desmond Bain, he was great in the playoffs. Love Desmond Bain. Yep. He's so good. Um, obviously they got rid of the bear poker Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Dylan Dynasty Brooks. All right. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how he plays in Houston. Yeah, we'll see if he's overpaid. Okay. But, well, you know, so but you think you think they're that that the Grizzlies are gonna be kind of I don't same, like they're gonna finish two think, three seed. Yeah, probably three seed. I mean, they could if, if like I see them. I don't see them finishing as a one seed, but if they can really play without John Morant, they prove that they can. They prove that they, they can win without John. But for 25 games, I'm not so sure about okay, that. Okay. So I think they're going to be, like, not not a one seed, probably three or four seeds. So. Okay. Well, let's, how about, how about we stick with the, how about we stick with the West and talk about surprise teams missing and making the playoffs? All right. And On, then we'll in, do East. In the, in, and then we'll do East, the whole thing with step East. Step back, yeah. The step back, step forward, and surprise teams making and missing, because they're kind of related. So let, let's stay with the West. So surprise teams um, making... And missing the playoffs. I don't know what a surprise is. Like I said, we ha- I do have the odds here of, of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So for I the don't need odds, we can just you don't need odds. Okay. Well, tell me. We, go off the we kind of do need the odds to see what well, a surprise is. Yeah, we do. Because like we think the Thunder Good. are going to make it, but right now, actually, the Thunder are more likely to make it than not make it. You'd have to put down one hundred forty-five dollars to win a hundred dollars. So so bad. So, so people think the Thunder are more likely to make it than not make it, yeah. um, although they are right on the border. A team like the Raptors, if you put down a hundred, you get one hundred eighty back. So, so the Raptors are less likely to make it. Grady Dick. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, but which teams do you think everybody thinks is going to make it and is not going to make it? Let's start there. Uh... Give me at least one. But one team that's not gonna make it. One team that's not gonna make it. That people think are gonna make it. Like most people would think this team's gonna make it. In the West. In right. the West. I think it's related to our step forward, step back. These are probably teams that are taking a step back, probably. All right, that's not gonna make that people think. Oh, that's tough. Um, the the, the Phoenix Suns. You think Phoenix Suns are gonna miss the playoffs? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm going through. Phoenix Suns definitely making the playoffs. Okay. Right? Unless Kevin Durant's injured for the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we have to just assume everybody's healthy because you never know who's going to get injured. Um, uh, I see the Warriors as a lock. They're making the playoffs. The Clippers is a debate. I, I still think they're going to make the playoffs, but okay. it's a question mark. Same with the Lakers. You think they're going to make the playoffs? Yeah, I think so, but there, there is a chance that they might not. So I'm going to have to look, not the Kings. This is really tough for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to go with the Lakers. Even though they have, you know, if, if Austin Reeves keeps playing like he did, especially how he played in the playoffs, I see them making the playoffs, but I don't see them being any higher than, like, a six seed. Okay. So I do not think they're going to make the playoffs. Okay. Um, I So I actually have an interesting answer. I think it's interesting because right now the Mavericks – in order to win a hundred dollars, you have to put two hundred and thirteen dollars, two hundred eighteen dollars down on one of these sports books. So people fit to, to make the playoffs. So people think the Mavericks are going to make the playoffs, even though they missed it last year. They're missing it. I mean, and, and, unless they get 
you know, a bunch of good picks and role players. Well, first of all, do, do does Kyrie and Luca make any sense together? No. I don't they, think they, so. There's only one ball. You can't have two ball-dominant guys, especially Luca. I think his game's cool. I don't exactly like it because I think it's a little bit like James Harden, and especially Kyrie Irving, one of the best ball handlers. Ball handlers. In history. Yeah. Um... So yeah, there's only one ball. That's, I like Christian that's, Wood. That's the problem. Yeah, I he, thought that was a good pick. I mean, I think that was he's great for their team. Yeah, pick up from the. Road. But you're right. They have kind of like a gravity issue. Yeah. You know, if one guy has the ball, the other guy doesn't have the ball, and both those guys kind of need the ball in their hand um, to help the team win. So, so I think that that's a big issue. So, like you said before, like I don't know if this was on the podcast or not, but you were talking about you think you think that Kyrie Irving is going to get traded. Yeah. So maybe yeah, that'll help them. Because um, he, he's already got his guaranteed money. You know, Kyrie wants, always wants But since so some team has to want him. That's the other thing. Like, which yeah. team's going to want him? I don't, I don't think know. anyone really wants him that much. I mean, so it's, it's kind of like what happened with James Harden. No one really wants him, but, like, the Clippers w- would take him. Okay. Okay, so I that that's my surprise team missing the playoffs. Even though they missed the playoffs last year, people think they're going to make the playoffs this year, and I don't think so. I don't, I don't see what's so changed either. to make them... To make them make playoffs. Well, they did have a good offseason, you know, signing Seth Curry. I forgot who else they signed, but they had a pretty good offseason. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so which team is going to surprise people making the playoffs? Maybe I'll go first this one since you went first last time. Yep. I think it's the Jazz. I think the Jazz are going to find a way. And I'm talking making the play-ins or the playoffs. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Because right now, um, if you think the Jazz are going to make the playoffs, you put down $100, you get 300 back. So they're a pretty big underdog to make the playoffs. I think what the Jazz showed us last year, um, they started off the season, they were like in the top two or three teams in the West, and after I think, 20 games, I have to go back and look, but, but I, think, I, think they were, I think that they were overall pretty impressive. Um, and I think that they're going to build on that. I think Markkinen's going to keep getting better. I think Markkinen could be, you know, at some point, a real dominant player in the league. Um, they drafted Taylor Hendricks, who I think is a really good piece for them too. Um, so... So so let's see. I, I uh, but I feel like they're one team that's going to slip in there as kind of a ten or nine seed, and the surprise that they had last year, starting off the season so well, when everybody thought they were going to tank and try to get Wemby and all that stuff, and they just maybe I don't know if they were trying to tank, if their management wanted them to, uh, and lose games, but their team they put together is just good, and so I think it's it, it it's going to keep going that direction and even though the West is tough I think they're going to sneak in there yep. how about you surprise team making the playoffs making the playoffs or making the play or the play yeah. Pelicans Pelicans okay I think they are going to I mean if, if you have a healthy Zion you're almost guaranteed making the playoffs okay um, and let's see do I have odds for the Pelicans Pelicans right now are actually expected to make playoffs although it's like right on the border if yeah. if if you put down a hundred dollars for the Pelicans, sorry, you put down one hundred forty-one dollars, you get a hundred back. So, so, so yeah, it's it's it's, it's like it's right on the borderline. Fifty-fifty, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit better than fifty-fifty, maybe like sixty, fifty-five percent or something like that. I would say, but yeah, it's it's um. Well, it's it's mostly. I think if you if you ask a bunch of NBA experts, I bet, I bet you half of them would say yes, half of them would say no, and it's probably the issue you mentioned, the uncertainty of the injuries. Yeah. I think they could have made the playoffs this year. Okay. Um, was playing. Okay. Um, all right. Let's go quickly through the East. Maybe we can get to go, go through the East faster. All right. Uh, I'll do my I'll do my uh, step forward and back. Should I go first? You can go first if you want. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Step forward. We're starting with step forward, right? Yep. 
Alright, I see. I see. Let me look. I see the Pacers. Pacers, okay. You know they weren't great this year, but they had Tyrese Halliburton. He, I mean, he sh- he's shown he's a great passer. Man, that guy is impressive. They also got uh, Jarris Walker. Yep. Oh, oh, they did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, in the draft. Yeah, yeah. He he's good. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how good he is. In the NBA, yeah, but he, he, looks he was good. good in college. He was good. Um, um, all right, Pacers. Pacers, you got Pacers number one. All right, number two, Orlando Magic. Okay. I think Paulo's just gonna get better and better. You also have Franz Wagner. Okay. Those two guys. I think Magic finished with the third worst record in East, thirty-four and forty-eight. Yep. I. This is tough. So, so you, you think you're gonna finish above forty wins? Yeah. I don't know about the Hornets, though. Yeah, the Hornets are a question. Yeah. Well, you really... told me, I think you told me before you think the Bulls are going to take a step forward. Yeah, I, th- th- that's a question mark, though, because DeMar DeRozan, I mean, he's, he's still great. He made the All-Star team this year, one of the best mid-range scorers of all time. But he's also aging, and you have Zach Levine, who's probably in his prime right now. Well, unfortunately, we're all aging. Yeah. Except for you, it's probably fortunately. Like, you're looking forward to getting taller and playing some more basketball. Yeah. Hopefully dunking someday, right? Yep. Um. So yeah, Zach Levine's in his prime right now, probably. Okay. He's twenty nine, right? Or twenty eight. Twenty eight. Um. Yeah. They do have Vucevic, who's pretty good. I mean, he's better on offense. But the biggest problem for them making, I still think they're gonna make the playoffs, but it is a little bit of a question mark because they don't have. A, I feel like they don't have enough guys who can get you a bucket. Yeah. They don't have enough role players. But they do have a pretty good team. So you're going to put them sort of borderline, taking yeah, a step forward? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I do think win. they're going to get better. Okay. Just not... Maybe not Maybe not five games better, but maybe yeah. a little bit less. Okay. Um, my take a step forward, I have the... Um, where's my step forward? Okay, I have the Pistons. No, I forgot one. Never mind. I have the Pistons because they were they only won 17 games. So they're bound to take a step forward. <laughs> I think they could win 23, 24, 25 games a season. I feel like the pieces they have are really exciting. Um, like you mentioned before, they have Asura Thompson. He's has the potential to be a really good player, really versatile. Um, and I just like I like the pieces they have. I, I think they could they could put they're young. They could put it together though. Um, I have the Cavs. So the Cavs yeah, actually. I was gonna do it down. I was really surprised the Cavs got eliminated so early in the playoffs. It, it was they were the fourth the seed. Donovan Mitchell wasn't playing his best. Yeah, but if but if if you look at the East standings last year, you had the Bucks, the Celtics, Sixers, Cavs were, were the fourth seed, fourth best record in the regular season, fifty-one and thirty-one. Then you had the Knicks, the Nets, Hawks, Heat, Bulls, right. Raptors. So I so might I make some changes to mine. Actually. Okay, that's fine. You can do that, but let me let me just go through mine first real quickly. So. I, I do have um, the Cavs moving up. I think the Cavs could be the three seed because the Sixers probably will move down. Uh, I think I think the Cavs could win 55 games next year. I, I love their height. I know it didn't pan out in the playoffs, but... Two seven-footers. But I feel like those guys are going to continue to get more skilled. That Donovan Mitchell is going to continue being Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he dropped 71 points. He dropped 71 points, but I mean, he's going to continue not just being great individually, but being a good facilitator. And really leading that team. Keep in mind that was his first year there, and he got that team fifty-one wins with with, with his supporting cast. So I feel like that's that team is going to take a step yeah. forward. And 
I don't know about the playoffs, but I think regular season they could surprise people. And I also have the Bulls taking a step forward for yeah, for the reasons you mentioned. Um, did you do you want to make any changes to yours? Yeah. On the East, taking a step forward, maybe yes. one change. You can I make should, one change. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna put the uh, not the Cavs, never mind the Brooklyn Nets. Taking a step forward. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they could get worse, but McCabe. Is this Bridges? Yeah. Um, he's probably gonna make an All Star team this year. He should. I mean. Ben Simmons is a big question mark because because he's Ben Simmons. I, well, I've heard, I've heard things that he apparently's feeling really healthy, so maybe just. So maybe, much you can't believe the buzz, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm. That, that's why he's a question mark for me. If he can at least stay healthy and play decent, like twelve points a game, you know, like maybe six assists and five rebounds, that's decent enough. To me, it's just confidence. I mean, I don't know if it's confidence. I know he's had some injuries. Yeah. That he hasn't fully disclosed, you know, when when he was injured, but I love I love Ben Simmons. I love his game. He tries on defense. He's a great defender. He's he's so good at passing the ball. I mean, he's Magic Johnson in terms of skill set, in terms of height. I I just think he needs that confidence, and I think he's got guys in Brooklyn that believe in him. Yeah, like Macau Bridges on that other pot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just think that that he, you're right. I think that that's a good call. That could be that could be a really good team. Yeah. Um, but Brooklyn's I mean, another one of those teams that's just like somehow they find a way to just squander the opportunity, like the Timberwolves. Like they have great players. They should be they they should be a good team. They have youth, and they have a good set of experience too. I think Ben Simmons has probably learned a lot from his experiences. So hopefully he can build on that. But let's see. I right, don't think they see. like the Timberwolves, but I mean, if Cam Thomas goes off again, I feel like. Man, that guy can score. Okay, so you have. Let me see. I have for the East, right? Yeah. So you had you you picked the have, Nets. So the so Nets, and, and the who's the Bulls in the Pacers? Okay, Nets Bulls and Pacers. That's a good list. Um, and then let's talk about taking a step back in the East. So I have the Hawks. The Hawks. Uh, they were forty-one and forty-one. Some of those, they just did. They looked really bad in the playoffs. I thought, and. I also thought that there's just some team chemistry missing there. Mm. Um, I, I agree with you, especially with Trey Young. Can't play defense. He yeah, he's got one of the worst defensive... He, he, he can't really move off the ball. Yeah. The only thing he can do is score. So he's uh, he gets a lot of assists. Yeah, he, he can pass and score, but... Those are important things. But, yeah, but, but somehow the, those... You know, I don't know if you've heard of this before, but some, some players get empty stats. And I feel like some of his stats sometimes are empty because they look great, but they don't really affect winning enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like he's got a good, a pretty good team around him, but somehow they just can't put it together. So I think you're going to take a step back. The Heat. So the Heat. I, I don't know what's going to happen to the Heat. I mean, it was miraculous how they made the finals. That was incredible. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is just such real, such an impressive The player. real MVP, though, Caleb Martin. <laughs> okay, Caleb Martin. They have a team of scrappy guys, <laughs> but 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 they were forty four and thirty eight. They were the eighth seed. They lost their first playing game. They could have got sent home. They didn't. So they did. They they. But I just feel like there's too many things that had to line up for them to to win. Jimmy Butler shooting amazing from three in the playoffs, for example. Which I don't know if that's going to happen again. Um, so I just. Don't trust the Heat, and maybe this should be the biggest step back. It's the 76ers. I don't know what they're doing there exactly. You put basically the same list as me. Okay, well that's good. That means we're in line. So, 
So so there's that. Um, is that is that your list too? Basically, okay. a couple changes. Hawks, Heat, and Sixers. All right, mine is basically the same. I got the. Um, I guess you could say the Wizards, because the Wizards are going to take a huge step back. Well, but they, I don't, they oh, were. No, I'm not going to say the Wizards. I mean, they, the Wizards. They, they were already bad enough. They were bad enough, but I mean, I think we should talk about the Wizards real quickly because okay. they were thirty-five. Honorable mention. Honorable mention because they well they might, might take the biggest step back because you know we saw Jordan Poole when he was here. We'll see how he does with more space and more freedom to operate, yeah, yes, and maybe sure. that'll give him some confidence. Um, but right now they have the worst odds to make the playoffs. Uh, if you put a hundred dollars down on on in Las Vegas for the Wizards to make the playoffs, you'll get one thousand two hundred dollars back. So they're a huge underdog <laughs> to make the playoffs. Um, After an AC, didn't they make the playoffs? Especially when they only missed the playoffs by like three or four games last year. They did. They oh. missed the playoffs by four games. Uh, no, I'm sorry, they missed the playoffs by six games. But you know, I could see them finishing like the Pistons finished this year with seventeen wins. Um, let's see. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a surprise. But but I I think they're going to take a step back too. But we didn't. I think neither of us talked about them because they didn't make the playoffs last year. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. Maybe they'll be way worse. But but we'll see. All right. So. Okay. So, should we talk about? I think the last thing we have uh, to finish the the sort of topic four and five is surprise teams making and missing the playoffs on the East. Um, you want to go surprise making and surprise missing first? Yeah. All right. From the East. The playoffs. Surprise. So it could be a team that didn't make playoffs last year, or it could just be a team that nobody thinks is going to make the playoffs, that did make the playoffs. Alright, I got surprise Pacers. Okay, you're really high on the Pacers. Well, they, yeah. So last year the Pacers were also, what, six games out of the playoffs, tied yeah. with the Wizards. They were both 35 and 47. I think, I think they're just going to get better. And the line last year was 41 and 41. So 41 and 41 made the play-in. And there was a pretty big six-game gap between the Raptors and the Bulls kind of area and the Pacers. So you think the Pacers are going to get at least six games better yeah. this year? Okay. Um, how about missing? missing? A surprise missing the playoffs. All right. There's kind of... Not the Sixers. It'd be hard for the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers could. They have... They, they, but they have... They have Tobias Harris. They have Maxi. Joel Embiid. They have Joel Embiid. Really? I mean, those are three really good players. You could request a trade, but Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP. We can talk about whether that was deserved no. at a different time. At a different time, we can talk. We might have talked about that. We can talk about it next time. But, but anyway, Sixers will make the playoffs. Maybe yeah. they'll take a step back. I think you and I both agree they'll take a step back. Yep. But they'll still make the playoffs. Yep. So who's going to miss the playoffs? Who made the playoffs or is expected to make the playoffs? All right. In the East. Well. Let me just look at this. Ah, I think it's going to be the Heat. The Heat. I, I'm going to say the Hawks and the Heat. Okay. But it's more likely for the Heat. I know Jimmy Butler's been good. Bam Adebayo's also been good. I just... If you're an eight seed and you make it to the finals and you have Asian players like Jimmy Butler, especially because Caleb Martin's like 28 now. Sure. Um, yeah, everyone's getting older, and that's kind of negative, especially for them, because they were an eight seed, so I just don't see them making the playoffs. The Heat? Yeah. That's that's mine, too. I don't think the Heat are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to finish five or six games worse. They're going to be fighting for it. This seed. could be totally wrong. Also, what if they get a Dame Lillard? If they do, that's like guaranteed making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if they have if they have Jimmy Butler and Dame Lillard and the team they had, the, that crew of scrappy guys who just want to win and will do anything to win 
uh, change my calculation. So we'll have to revisit this, yep. you know, at, at some point in the season. But I think right now, as a roster stand, also like the big huge letdown of maybe not getting Dame Lillard when they think they're going to get him, uh, that could affect them. That, that could really affect them. You know, if they don't believe, if they believe they're working super hard for this Heat team, doing things that aren't expected, going above and beyond, and the management's not reciprocating with getting the right players for them, setting them up, there could be a letdown, you know? Yeah. Where Jimmy Butler wants to win. He feels like he managed the finals, and, he, you know, we need to get a little better to win the finals, and the team's not doing anything for him. And that team, um, I feel like there could be some backsliding, some, some, some disillusionment in kind of the franchise, and that could really hurt them. I heard they were willing to trade Bam out of Iowa for Joel Embiid, but... I would trade... Well, wouldn't I, you trade? I, wouldn't no, you trade? I, I would not. You you keep Bam and yes. Why? Because he's not sure. Jamal Embiid's better in the regular season. Bam Adebayo's better in the playoffs. So you wouldn't trade Bam Adebayo for the MVP? Yes. All right. Well, that's uh, we'll have to differ on that. I mean, Joel Embiid is. I mean, injuries have been an issue at some point, but Joel Embiid is an unstoppable scorer, a great defender. Yeah, I know. He he's better, but not consistent. More not more consistent. Bam Adebayo is pretty consistent. You yeah. kind of know what you're getting with Bam. And Embiid is either 30 points, like 10 rebounds, and like 6 assists, or 12 points and like 5 rebounds. I mean, every player has, has, every player has their off games. But he's done it like 3 years in a row, 2 You're years. You're talking about in big situations. Yeah, in the playoffs, yeah, where it yeah. really matters. I mean, there's a lot on his shoulders, and I think Joel Embiid also, you know, he carries that team, plays a lot of minutes. He's a big guy, you know, he's got to carry that body up and down the court, you know, for thousands of miles, uh, you know, at, at NBA speed. So that, that wears on you by the end of the season. So the Sixers were able to get somebody to take a little load off him. Mm-hmm. I think I think that could help them a lot. And maybe if he's on a team where it's more of a team kind of game, um, maybe that could maybe that could actually be a good situation for, 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 for Joel. But anyway, um, we'll talk about it in the future. So I think we're done with, with most of our stuff. I wanted to ask you a question before we go. You play basketball, and you're going to be in this uh, AAU basketball thing for, for your first time coming up. So I want to know, I know you're working on stuff. What are you most proud of in your game that, that you've been working on? What have you been working on? Well, I've definitely been working on expanding my range. Okay. Um, you're like a step or two out, like you're not at three, but you're sort of I'm, I'm knocking shots down consistently, yep. maybe two steps in front of the three-point line. Yep. College three-point line. I'm a... I'm a so I'm excited to you know just keep working my shot, but I'm a, I'm especially excited on playing as a team and everyone trying their hardest and just winning games. Okay, so you're just excited. I'm excited to play on a team with guys who who will do anything to win. I don't know. I've seen kids your age play. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Like in terms of sharing the ball, like hopefully you can help bring that to the team. Well, bring that attitude I'm gonna, to the I'm team. I'm gonna try to pump the guys up. Pump them up. Talk, talk about the team concept with them. You know, when you, when you get on that team, I think it is important because... I, I, I want to be that, that guy in the locker room who, like, pumps everyone up. That's great. I think that's that's a, that's a great that's what uh, I want, really ambition want to have. Do. For me, you know, I'll talk about mine because I play basketball too. I'm, I'm 44, but I still play basketball. I have a group in the morning that plays at our local gym. Um, I also play in the evening sometime. And so the thing I'm excited about, not really my game, we got the school where Aiden plays. They're going to let us use their gym for the next eight weeks, Monday nights. And so I'm going to get the guys, we get the guys together, the sort of 
40 year old type 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 guys in the neighborhood together who play who play in the mornings and we're going to be playing uh, in the evenings too every monday Aiden comes and shoots around begs me to play every single time play what once a game he, he gets to play one game we play maybe i don't know we play for two hours we play maybe 10 games Aiden gets usually gets to play one once these once these guys get tired <laughs> we'll let, we'll let Aiden play he can drop 10 points yeah um, mainly because all the guys have their hands on their knees and are just too done, tired. too tired to so play nice. anything. But yeah, I'm excited. But I was going to say, like, the issue you're going to have, I don't want to put paint us, you know, with a single brush your whole sort of generation of younger basketball players, but there is a lot of... The guys I play with that are in their Heroes. 20s, and I play with some guys who are maybe in their teens, late teens, sometimes, because, you know, it's an open gym, people come in and play. They're not as willing to, like, buy into it. Even though it's pickup, you still want to share the ball. They don't buy into this team concept. It's no, like, I'm no. just going to dribble and I'm just going to shoot. I'm just going to find some space if I can. Or maybe I won't get space and I'm just going to shoot it. No. I think you have to kind of, even in a pickup game, it's more fun when you pass the ball. Because then, you know, people are going to pass back to you. So so I, I wish you luck with trying to get, you know, young people buying into the team concept. Because it's, it's you know, a challenging thing. And I think, um, I really hope you're going to you're going to get people to buy into that. Well, I, I understand where they come from because like, everyone wants to be, you know, the best. They want to show everyone that they're good. But that doesn't mean sacrificing the team for yourself. For sure, yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's something that as time goes on, hopefully uh, you can have a big influence on this generation and at least your peers get them to share the ball better and buy into the team. I think I think it's super important. So I think it's a great ambition. Well, I want to say thanks for listening to our first podcast. Aiden, any closing words? Anything you want to say? Uh, just, well, really, thanks to everyone who's going to listen to this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, have a great time. Yeah. I will echo that, and thanks a lot. Let us know what you think of it, and... See you next time. See you next time, a week from today. Okay. Take care.